Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We are hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all-too-often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I am Lauren Montes. And I am Thea Thronson. And today we have the wonderful Dennis Bulat. She is a Turkish actor, director, writer, and filmmaker based in New York City. She's pursuing her BFA in drama at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, where she trained at the Atlantic Theater School and Stone Street Studios, along with a BA in politics. Her most recent acting credits include Stupid Fucking Bird and Romeo and Juliet, both at Atlantic. In the recent months, she has been focusing on expanding her artistry into film. She's motivated by her interest in multimedia storytelling and international collaboration as she works to explore themes of home, familial dynamics, and time. She's an associate producer and an artist for Italia Theatre Company and the general manager of Invisible Disco Productions, with whom she spent a good portion of this year collaborating. Yay! Hi, Dennis. How are you? Hi! Hi I'm so excited. Um, so today, what'd you bring us to, to read and to look at? I brought a piece called Untitled 1000. It's what it's called for Love now. Um, I was going to say, the title is Untitled? Untitled 1000. I love that. It's like a computer Um, program. Yeah, (laughs) which is what my brain is these days. Um, That's what it's called right now. Um, Hopefully that will change into a beautiful metaphor at one point, but Mm, not right now. I don't think it needs to, but I respect your decision either way. Yeah, hopefully it's, you know, something a little bit more artsy because Ah. that's what it requires to be in tish otherwise i feel like they'll kick me out if it's not artsy (laughs) enough stern is like come to us (laughs) no they wouldn't want me either mr tish walks up and is like like, i'm so sorry mr lord's a tish not funny (laughs) no funny okay um great untitled 1000 what is it so um i think we can call it a screenplay for a short film that I have been working on, but it's not a screenplay because the short film that I shot actually is, um, it's a silent movie. And so so it translates perfectly to podcast then. It translates perfectly, yeah. It's a beat sheet. We can call it a beat sheet. We can call it a very long um, screen direction. We can call it... I don't know, director's note. I don't know. It's just like a cheat sheet for me so so that I can use it when I'm editing. It's like a long shot list. Um, Very cool. Love it. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more and then I'll go into reading it, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. I like when you do that. So because this is supposed to be a movie in the end, um, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give a little bit of information about it so that you can, like, imagine while I'm reading it. Sure. So that it makes sense. Paint us a word picture. I'll, I'll paint a little picture now. So the vibe that I'm going for is like The Cherry Orchard by Chekhov meets Old Times by Pinter, but then also the feeling of a quiet place meets the aesthetics of Lady Bird meets the confusion about time from Arrival and Memento. So it's a mix of everything that I love. (laughs) That's not mine. (laughs) That's so sexy. Okay. Uh, I try. (laughs) Okay, so... This is a short movie with no dialogue, and it's an exploration of time, cycle of life, and mundaneity. Um, What is it like when you don't know what day it is or what month? How do you convey the feeling of loneliness? What does it feel like to be alone in a big world that you've created? Um, And it's made up of clips that I filmed back in July of myself, my grandpa, and of nature. 
Um, so what I'm about to read is basically, like I said, a cheat sheet for a film that's made entirely by me, except for lots and lots of advice from <laughs> lots of lots of helpful people and my grandpa. Um, cool. He's going to be a movie star. <laughs> Uh, I would when love he grows that up. so much. <laughs> um, I thought I had a question, but I want you to just read it, and then I'll ask my question. Okay, uh, so I filmed it first, but then I wrote this so that I can make the editing process easier for me, because I had all these sure. clips, and um, I didn't know what to do with them, basically. Um, yep. And then, just a note about the glitch. Um, there mm-hmm. is a glitch. Well, there are multiple glitches. So when I say glitch in between a sentence, that's basically... Um, we cut from one clip to the other with the same action, but it's a different day. So maybe I'm wearing a different shirt or my hair is suddenly in a bun, and then we're back to the original timeline. Cool. So let's begin. Let's... Untitled 1000. Summer morning. Any day, every day. Images of nature in the morning of a summer house with a big garden. Trees, pool, sky, flowers, an empty garden table. Everything is still. There's a sense of abandonment, but it is beautiful. Interior bedroom. We see partly the room from the other end of the hallway. Someone is sleeping. Images go back and forth between nature and the woman who's asleep. Every time we're back on her, she's in a different position, rolling towards the camera. She wakes up, sits on the side of her bed for a second before fostering all her energy as she chugs some water. We see her getting up and walking around, changing her clothes. A glitch. Another time same task. Maybe she was standing by her bed putting on a yellow shirt, but now it glitches to another time when she's wearing a white crop top. She's ready. She walks past the camera. Exterior. We see glimpses of her walking around the garden, making her way to her final destination, wherever that may be. The screen glitches over and over again as she's walking. With every glitch, we see her in different clothing. Her hair is up and then it's down. She's holding a book and then she's holding her sunglasses glitch back to the original timeline. She sits at the table in the garden. We see her from behind the bushes. Glitch, another time, same place. Now it's her grandpa sitting. Glitch back to her. She looks around, we see clips of the nature, different images of the lonely landscape. Splash, she's in the pool. She's walking around. Glitch, grandpa. Glitch, she's walking still. She's sitting at another table, or perhaps the same one, but shot from a different angle. Her clothes are probably different. It's probably another time. She's sipping on coffee. Glitch, Grandpa. Glitch, different day, same place. She's on the bike. She's in the pool, arms resting on the edge of the pool, head resting on her arm. She's gardening. She's laying on the grass. Sky. She's sitting on the stairs. Glitch, Grandpa sitting on the stairs. She's gardening. She's on the bike, again. Sunset. She's walking past the camera, away from it. Glitch, another time, same action. Glitch, Grandpa. Glitch, another time. She walks far enough that we can't see her. Glitch, black screen. Glitch, nature. Grandpa, glitch, black screen. Mm. That was so yummy. It's like a poem, even in this format. I was gonna say it felt very much like a, like there was like a rhythm to it, like almost like a musicality. Yeah. 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 That's so cool, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. Thanks everybody <laughs> for it. tuning okay. in. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just um, kidding. So, 
you talked a little bit about but you kind of touched on it a little bit um um, um, um what what sort of inspired you to make this what what brought it around um, I guess, you know, quarantine <laughs> and a hunger for more art and wanting to create my own thing. Um, I was craving human contact, but at the same time, I was, um, my dad, my mom, and my grandpa, we lived together, so I had people. Um, um, and when I was, when I started to film this, um, I didn't think about it in the beginning. I didn't think about it as a short movie, which is why it happened in the first place, probably because I had no reason to overthink it. Um, In the first, um, well, in the month of July, I was staying at this summer house or, I don't know, like a farmhouse with a big garden and, you know, pool and nature. And I had my family there. And after being all together since March in my own home home, um, we were able to have some more personal space there. which we were all so desperate for. But um, at the same time, we were still all together. And because it was you know, bigger than the house that I usually stay in, like my own home, um, I started to think like, what if I were in this place all alone, like this huge world, or you know, huge, but um, in this place all alone, like what would that be like? Because I was craving for you know, my personal space and like kind of being alone but then also it is a scary time to be alone at the same time. So it was basically my dilemma of um, craving human contact, but at the same time wanting my own personal space. Um, and sometimes when we were staying there, I would like see from afar a family member just like kind of standing alone or like sitting alone and it would just look so cinematic. Um, and then I would like to like, I would start to film them from afar and then it looked like I was intruding, well, from the camera it looked like I was intruding because I was shooting from far away mm-hmm. like like a camera from afar watching them being alone um, so I wasn't really intentionally trying to do anything but I wanted to explore this dilemma that I was experiencing you know the need for human contact versus the need for some personal space um, so what if I were just in this big world all alone I love that I mm-hmm. love like the idea of intruding on someone's like private moment through a camera lens because that's what cameras are kind of yeah well and like they always say that's what the benefit of um film is versus like stage where stage you're watching everything film you can get right in that yeah and you can get a lot more you get a view of someone that you never get really in life so it feels already a little more personal and sometimes a little more what's the right word not forbidden but like yeah like voyeuristic yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, yeah. I did use um you know I didn't really use a lot of close-ups I do have some um but usually I shot from afar from like a from a wide and then like it accidentally happened it accidentally happened to look like I was intruding and I just kind of went with it which is yeah. why I liked working on it. It didn't feel like a chore, where right now everything feels like a chore. It didn't. So, right. you know, I kept working on it. That makes a lot of sense, though, what you're saying about a wide shot feeling more uh, intrusive than a close-up. Because it's like, if you don't know you're being filmed, what's yeah. that like? 
Yeah, because I was trying to convey the feeling of like being alone. So like so alone that like we don't even notice the camera or like not the actor, but even the person who's watching, watching. they don't feel like it's watching. They're watching them through a lens of camera, but maybe like um, they're just yeah, they're just watching. Over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's so cool. Oh yeah. Mm, thank you. So uh, do you think um you said you don't often is this is this like um what you brought today? How you usually go about writing films? Do you often write films? Is this a new thing for you? It is new, but ever since it started, I haven't... uh, That's all I've been doing in terms of writing. Um, I started writing film um, at the beginning of the year. Um, But this is not how I usually go about it, because I usually write for other actors or myself with other actors, so there is dialogue. I feel like I also didn't use dialogue. I wouldn't be able to use dialogue even if I wanted to because like it's me and my grandpa and I'm not gonna like get my grandpa to act with me um (laughs) I mean he would it's not about him it's about me um and then um so I would usually write the dialogue first I you know and this is also like what we read is probably what your screenplay writing teachers tell you not to do because I feel like I wrote a lot about feelings and usually, yeah. screenplay writing 101, you don't write what you can't show. Um, but this is all, like, feelings. Because I know, because I already had shot it before writing this, I know what frame goes with what emotion. So this is like mm. a cheat sheet for me. But if I were to give this to another director, they would probably be so confused and so furious. <laughs> and wouldn't do it. Um, but it when... helped me. And usually, like, I would... Um, go ahead and when I'm writing for film I go ahead and write uh, dialogues that did happen in some way at some point in my life um just you know I hang out with my friends for a couple of minutes and then I realize we're the funniest people ever and then I write about it even though I'm not a comedian I just feel like a friend group is like such an inspirational place to gather sitcom um inspiration absolutely when you're um so you talked you just mentioned how you write more about feelings. And also, I know, I know you. You're from mm. acting. Um, <laughs> do you think that, like, do you think that's sort of how you, I don't know really what I'm asking here, but, like, do you think that's sort of, like, how you lead or, like, go into projects with, like, more emotions and feelings rather than, like, story or... Um, plot or you know what I mean yeah 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 I think I'm always like a feelings first type of person uh whatever (laughs) it is which has gotten me into trouble didn't it um (laughs) uh, what are you asking in terms of like art or, or or like in terms of writing or acting I'm thinking I mean any of the above I think Life, I'm, liberty, I can definitely, whatever, man, you know? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think in terms of acting, I can do that more freely because, you know, there are other people that would like ask me to, um, get it together and just like focus on the storytelling of it. And, um, when you're, when I, when I'm acting, when I'm not acting, when I'm involved in a project in other ways, it's harder for me to, um, only go with the feeling because, um, I still need to like tell a story, but I would rather tell a story just with feelings if I could, if I knew how to do that, I would. Um, 
but then I would just, you know, but then right now I would just resort, resort to um, your traditional way of storytelling, which is, you know, tell the story, film it, get out of here as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, feelings are important for me. I do write about feelings a lot. Um, and I think that's why I, I struggle writing for, um, like writing acting stuff, whether it's screenplay or for theater because I always do want to write about feelings but then it turns into like a poem and you know people don't talk like that but I feel <laughs> like I don't know like th- like even with what you brought in today like the idea of mundaneity or like the idea of like what if is you don't know word? what day it is I said it so now it is I loved no I loved <laughs> that word I was just like oh my god that's a great word <laughs> I think it is but also Dennis said it so it's coined by Dennis if it's not already a word wow <laughs> um, we should have been called mundaneity production so <laughs> damn it fuck mundaneity um but Next I just we'll like, I feel like mundaneities <laughs> everybody welcome Podcast, back to mundaneity and everyone's gonna be like is that a word um, and we'll be like yes we coined it yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So sorry. It's so fine. That's uh, why people are here. Yeah. For the fun tangents. Anyway. Exactly. That's that's why you're here, listener, for the fun tangents. That's what a come podcast for the content. Is, stay for the fun tangents. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I uh, like for me at least like as a consumer of film, I prefer to watch things that like don't necessarily have a story or like a moral or like a plot and I love watching like an idea come through and I don't know if you said you said something about handing something like this to a director and like seeing what they would do with it is that do you like do you prefer to direct your own material or like has that even come up for you that hasn't really come up for me um I think like since I've started writing I've and over directing, I've always been doing them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to experience not directing something that I had written because I feel mm. like I always, because as an actor or if I were to like, well, as an actor, I always think, you know, once you've, once you've written it, just give it to us and we'll figure it out. But then as a writer, like I wouldn't want people to like just take it from me and do whatever they they wish with it yeah um so now that I've started writing a lot more um I think I feel a little bit more empathy for writers um yeah I have been directing everything that I have written um but also I haven't written that much yeah (laughs) um but also I I would also want to direct something that I haven't written or give something that I have written to a director and you know that would be my job and that would be it yeah because I would love, just me personally, <laughs> I would love to watch this like, me now. your version of this and then, like, five other directors' versions yeah, of this. Because it's be really such fun. an open-ended prompt. And, like, I don't know, I just... There's something about, like, this script and this, like, format of script that is, like, so intriguing. I, I, I would think love that, yeah. Are we anywhere. hinting our next project here or something? I oh, my God. I think we might be. <laughs> I think we might be. Um, tune in next week when we talk. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> tune into this, this podcast where we week. show you. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, this podcast. This becomes a visual podcast. It's called a TV show. <laughs> it's called YouTube. Um, 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 this is really going off track of those things. So <laughs> Sorry, I really I, derailed the no, conversation. No, so I apologize if, if we have to come back. I was going to say, this is like sort of a maybe an obvious question but um 
Dennis, do you find your style of writing and art changes? Um, and like just your mentality around art changes when you're back home in Turkey versus mm-hmm. when you're um, in New York or in America in general or like anywhere else in the world, I guess. Yeah, I think my mentality, like, yeah, I think, well, if I were to actually put something out to New York consumers or um, Turkish consumers, which I haven't done either of those, but if I were to, I think I would unintentionally think about who's consuming it and what they want, Um, Mm. even though, hey, arts for arts, okay, I'm a believer in that, (laughs) but... Um, but also artists need to make money one way or another and if nobody watches it then they won't be able to Um, (laughs) so yeah I think me as an artist I don't change and what I want to do what I love to do doesn't change but if I'm actually like putting something if I actually were to produce a TV show then it would change but then I'm so thankful for these platforms like Netflix they're so universal I feel like if I were to produce a Netflix show, it wouldn't matter if I'm producing it for Turkish consumers versus American consumers versus Spanish consumers. It wouldn't matter. Like, that wouldn't matter. But if I'm actually doing it for, like, I don't know, cable TV, then I think that would change. Because even within countries, there are, like, such specific groups who watch Netflix or such specific group of people who watch a specific channel. Um, yeah, so I think, like, even though... Me as an artist, I wouldn't want to do that. I think me as like in the business side of it, I do, I do. <laughs> yes, I do change that every now and then. Someone's calling me out here. No, no, not you. We're the all, system. we're all victims. <laughs> we are all victims. <laughs> we didn't want this. Oil is to blame. Anyway. Um, and the what is to blame? <laughs> Big oil. It's just making Big oil. <laughs> Down with big oil, down with molasses. <laughs> we don't want it anymore. Down, down with molasses. Oh Damn my it. goodness. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Because I this... think when you say big oil, you have to say big oil. Like that. Anyway. Anyway. That's what that's our thoughts on big oil is you should only say it like that if you have to say it. Now you, know, now you know. TMZ. <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> um, what? Um, I completely <sighs> forgot what I was going to say. Good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it does. Um, um, I oh, hope all of this is kept in the podcast. I, <laughs> they will literally, like, just pause it and never come back to it. <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> Uh, like they never talk. They just laugh and think of things. They laugh at each other. I can't even hear what the joke <laughs> they is. They think they're the funniest thing, <laughs> and we are. And we are. <laughs> We're I right. mean, it's it's unobjectionable, but it's hard to see in the form of a podcast. We're really funny, okay, yeah. guys? Yeah, we are. So yeah. you can't even you don't even know. You can't even touch this this level of humor. <laughs> um, um, I was going to say I remembered. That it like strikes me as a very European uh, mm. backdrop. This, but I also thought that I could also see it in like you know a quaint New England farm town. Oh, New England, interesting. You know what I mean? But it would change. It would be different. It would be a different vibe for sure. 
Um, but that's, that's so interesting. Yeah, on what you were saying, like, a couple minutes ago about, like, having different directors direct it, like, now I see it, like, in a city versus in, like, a suburban house in, I don't know, in the country in America, I don't know. Um, yeah, like, different settings, too. Yeah. And different grandpa. Because we are all kind of in the same boat here. Um, well, a lot of people are in the same boat in terms of, like, just the, like, loneliness, but what you were saying, that, that, that struggle of, like, I wish there were people around, but also I, like, need this time. But we're all having that struggle in different places. And... Mm-hmm. So, um, you brought it this in, and you had already made it, and then you wrote this, so what is, I mean, that is already a fun process of things, but what would be the next step in the process of this piece? Okay. Um, right now I'm editing it. That's like okay. Okay. <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about this because this is when I start to procrastinate. Now I'm editing sure. it, um, and they say one minute of footage takes ten minutes to like edit, and well, I think that's like true for professionals. I'm not a professional, so it's taking me a really long time, which is why like, I did try to edit it without writing this, and then, mm. like, I wanted to be, like, on the shorter side of short films, like, three minutes, you know, yeah, around that, sure. but if, like, all the footage that I have, because, like, I was there for a month, so I was, like, recording, and I didn't know what I was really doing, so I was, like, mm. filming all these stuff, um, so, like, all of them combined are maybe a little over 10 minutes and there are all these like small clips like really short clips and it was really hard for me to put them together to tell the story that I wanted to tell like I was really going on a tangent and I really got confused and that's when I started procrastinating which is why I wrote this so that I can like ground myself so they say (laughs) um yeah so they say that's why I wrote this and that's so yeah I'm editing it right now and hopefully by the end of the summer I was gonna say and it is the end of the summer well by the end (laughs) of the fall let's say (laughs) um maybe by the end of September it'll be my three minutes or four minutes um short film which is kind of scary now because when I was shooting it well they're like really vulnerable shots I think there's something vulnerable in watching yourself walk all alone from afar Or your grandpa just sit alone from afar. Um, it, when I was filming it, I hadn't intended on sharing it with people. But now that I'm editing it, I'm like watching it all the time. I'm thinking about like sharing it with people for feedback and stuff. And now it has gotten kind of vulnerable. It's like I'm all of a sudden reading my journal out to people. Which mm. will not happen, but this is as close as it'll get probably. <laughs> That's so cool. If you were um, to go back and start it again, no, like knowing how this process worked, like filming first and then going in and writing what you shared today, would you think about switching and writing this first and then filming? Or would, do you think that would ruin the whole? I don't think it would ruin it. Um, I think maybe, see, then that would... Had I written this not knowing that I would film it if this were like a short story or a poetry, then that would have been fine. But if I were to write this to film it and make it into a short film, 
like your traditional you know movie making process then I think that would also turn into a chore which I would mm-hmm. run away from as I have been since March um, <laughs> I think like the reason why I have gotten so far with this already was because it didn't feel like a chore in a world where everything was all of a sudden and it was yeah. easy to focus on I really use it as an escape I think because even with online school, um, which I mean, I have opinions about it, but um, even with that, I still had some sort of structure around my day. And with that gone in July, and you know, uh, it was really hot, and I had no structure to my day, and I really needed to feel productive because every day just felt like the same day. Yep. Um, and I really needed to do something, so I just started filming things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, in the beginning, it was kind of like a me teaching myself how to be <laughs> my own DP. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, if even if it doesn't end up happening or, like, even if it doesn't end up turning into the short film that I wanted it to, then I still have a lot of, like, cute clips of my grandpa and, you right. know, kitty cats and puppies. And also I learned how to make an iPhone movie. Absolutely. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's absolutely... I wouldn't know I wouldn't even know which one I would prefer because I don't I re- like I rarely make film but I don't know it seems like this like this format is is very interesting because it's like a like turning something that already exists into a narrative is something that's mm. always very interesting mm. or not even a narrative yeah. like we were talking we don't really we aren't really about the narratives it's more like about like centering it around a feeling and then portraying a, a product that is that feeling that's just yeah. like a very beautiful way of this feeling but then unintentionally at one point I did well like halfway through it when I realized that it has the potential of turning into a short film I would like look at the clips and be like oh this shot is what I need and then I would like film that so it really did turn into like a mission you know it was like my summer mission it 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 led itself that's Mm -hmm. so cool thank you well you just mentioned how like um how you were like, this was something that was sort of fueling your fire, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, when everything else sort of was not. Yeah. Um, does Is that something that sort of comes and goes for you? Like, are you always sort of on to the next thing? Like, Yeah. It goes life, more than it comes. Yeah, it? for sure. Yeah, I do get fired up for things, and then I go for it, but then the fire dies. Um, and then... <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, my constant state <laughs> is, you know, like, I want to say writer's block, but just, like, block in general, or, like, artist block. Um, sure. Which I'm still creation learning block. how to deal with, yeah, creation block. Because um, I think it comes from, like, wanting to do it and knowing what you want to do, but the paranoia of, like, what if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, and then I'm going to, like, get a cold shoulder and reconsider my career path. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, like, whenever I get writer's block, what it's about is me being paranoid about, like, what it's going to end up being. Yeah. Or, you know, because I see it. Like, when I when I get an idea, it doesn't come in like a, oh, this is a big idea. It doesn't come in like an idea bubble. I see it visually, which is mm-hmm. why I like film so much. I, like, literally see it from beginning to end. But then... Yeah. I need to film it <laughs> or write right. it. Yeah, um, make it be that. Yeah, and make it be that. And that's I, the challenge. And I do run away from it. But I am working on it, mm. I should say. 
I think this is a brilliant uh, way to bypass that, though, to just do it. Yeah, and not know where it's gonna go yeah. until later, and not worry about not knowing where it's gonna go. Yeah. I think yeah, that's why it works. Start so writing fast. and see what happens. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, some people, you know how some writers are like, you need to get over your writer's block by just doing it, by just writing it. And, like, for filmmakers, I think, just film Just things. film it. Yeah. yeah. Throw some shit at the wall, see what sticks. See, see what, what sticks. sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something we haven't talked about yet is at the top of this script, you have these other sort of, like, movies and things that you want the vibes of are mm-hmm. those things that inspire you what else inspires you like yeah all of those what kind of art you make? all of those movies and all those um movie makers inspire me or, or playwrights inspire me um i think the one that i haven't mentioned yet is uh wong kar wai who um is a, who made in the mood for love which is also like we were talking about the feelings we were talking about feelings at the top um, and that movie does have a plot, but it's mostly about, well, I don't know if it's about this, but the entire time I was feeling things. Like, it conveys feelings, or it, c- that movie, yeah, that movie, period. <laughs> I love that, that movie. movie. I, have, I don't have enough words to explain how much I love that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm really inspired by In the Mood for Love by Wong Kar Wai. Um, and then also in terms of like, well, this was like the, for, since college, I haven't really done any like artsy work here back home. Um, so this was like the first one or or like things, the the stuff that I've been working on since March have been like the things that I have been doing here uh, Mm -hmm. in a long time. And now I'm getting inspired by like Turkish directors again, um, who use like Turkish landscape from like the Anatolian region. It's like very abandoned places. Nuribi um, Gajelan is one of them. And then Chanirmak is another who um, everything that he makes, you can relate to so quickly. Like um, he works on families and like friendships and like those relationships. And there's a sense of familiarity. Like we all have it um, or like we all can connect to that so yeah that really inspires me and then I said that I was um I'm so curious about time and like timelines so and so like Nolan Nolan is my genius I love him so much if you ever hear this (laughs) I love you (laughs) we're gonna cut that out that was so cheesy no. Noah, please cut that no, part. We're in. Keeping that. That's no, in. it's definitively in. That was yeah. so cute. Because I think the movies that have the exploration of time, you can rewatch it, and there is a sense of suspense that doesn't go away, even if you've ha- even if you know how yeah. it's gonna unfold. Like I can watch Inception sixty times, and which I have probably, and I would still get excited. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and. And also something else that I have been doing for Writer's Block is I watch behind the scenes for Wes Anderson movies. The Grand Budapest Hotel is one of my favorite movies of all time. And the behind the scenes videos for that movie is so inspiring. And even though like I don't have the obsession with symmetry like he does, I really love his movies. I think they're so inspiring. And those behind the scene videos are really inspiring to watch. 
so cool. Yeah. I feel like what's cool about, uh, I guess, making film is, like, I've been working with more and more people who use, um, like, aesthetic inspirations as well as, like, content Story inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is something I had never really thought about before, like, probably this year. But I think that's such a, like, such a cool and easy way to, like, just drop into a world as a writer and be like, okay, now I, like, have some kind of parameters for myself and I know, like, what I'm going for. And then it'll inevitably change. But I think that's yeah. a very um, smart way of... Yeah, I come from an artsy family that is, like, not theater artsy, but, like, visual arts. My mom's an mm. interior designer and my dad loves paintings. Um, and so... I think we talk about paintings a lot in general and we talk about visual arts a lot um, and sometimes when I feel stuck in my work in theater or in movies then I do resort to like visual arts and I'm not a visual artist but I just like I think museums inspire me like the images that I see the colors and all that um, like I love those paintings when people are like at a I don't know it's like mid 19th century painting where like people where it's just like full of people yeah and it's kind of like dark and you don't know what to make out of it (laughs) and it's just like and you see people and then you write a story about it all of a sudden in your head and it leaves you after you leave the museum but it inspires you for a second and I love that feeling yeah I think that might be the greatest way ever to end this I don't think we can get more. I'm not. I mean, can... I'm not trying to like cut us off, but that was so inspiring. That was I don't such wanna... a beautiful sentiment. That was a beautiful sentiment. Um, <laughs> that was a beautiful way to end it. <laughs> that was great. Gorgeous. Um, Dennis, Check that do you out. have any any more projects that you want to sort of plug that we should plug before the end of it? At the beginning of um, March, um, the other theater company that I'm associated with, Italia um, Theater Company did this virtual um, exploration of food and bodies in quarantine. Um, and if you want to check that out, I also made a video of, of it. Other company members also did so. And other people that are not associated with us also did. You can go on our Instagram for that. What's the project called? This is me eating blank. Check it out. Super cool. Super cool. Thanks, Yeah, yeah look at it. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me talk about that too yeah um what else? Invisible disco will have some fun stuff coming up so we do um i assume i don't want to this podcast it, I don't know when is, is going to come out <laughs> this podcast but, uh, will be coming out which you may have heard about if you're listening uh, to it. <laughs> but whenever it does that's great um <laughs> there's some stuff in the works uh, there's some stuff there some is stuff um, liberty to discuss yeah thank you so much Jess. thank, thank you, you so much for having me Yay! Bye, y'all. Bye! Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Famous Bullock, Lauren Montez, and Thea Franson. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram or Patreon. Thanks, and have a great week!